Movie, movie, Hey, MFers. The good news is, I've finally stopped having nightmares about John Carpenter's The Thing. The bad news, I started living the thing. You're listening to Movie. Movie. Film. Film. It's a podcast where we pick a flick and decide if it's a movie or a film. That's exactly what we do. I'm Nate, and I am Ripper, Terror, Slasher, Gouger. I am the teeth in the darkness, the talons in the night. Mine is strength and lust and power. And I'm Terrell. And now, if you don't mind, it's time we milk the alpacas. <laughs> yeah, I know you know where that's from. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you just quoted a movie we watched this past week called Color Out of Space. Yep. And as a direct quote from the character Nicolas Cage played, in which he does, in fact, try to. He, actually, he does in the beginning yeah. milk the alpacas. Yes, he does. Uh, he's he's got some alpacas. He on has his some farm. alpacas to milk. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, I had to say the line just like I knew it. I, as soon as I heard it, I was like, "That's that's my quote. That's oh, it. Nice. No matter what, no matter what movie we do, <laughs> that's my quote right there." Yeah, what, we we're doing who who framed Roger Rabbit. Yes, we are. Uh, What's your quote? You didn't say. Oh yeah, mine is Beowulf. Beowulf. Yeah, it was a... Is that the Angelina Jolie one? Yeah. Okay. Also directed by Robert Zemeckis, who did Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping at some point we can talk about his wild career of uh, making really inventive, uh, revolutionary stuff. Yeah. That's good for uh, many years, and then making, like, revolutionary inventive stuff for many years in in my lifetime that's been very bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like Beowulf and mm-hmm. uh, the Polar Express and the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol and more recently uh, the Steve Carell uh, Welcome to Marwin. Do you remember the trailer oh, that for was, that? That was the Roger Robert guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's got little dolls that come to life. Yeah, he's always on the forefront of these technologies. Uh, they just haven't been producing interesting. Actually. I haven't seen any of these. I've seen clips of Polar Express and it scared the shit out of me. Oh, man. Because... That came out when we were like, what, 2000... What, two? Yeah, some, some way before they should be doing all uh, motion capture yeah. uh, stuff. But he's, you know, he's always pushing the envelope. It just... Uh, it hurts. You know, that's the guy that did Back to the Future and... Uh, all of Roger them. Rabbit. And for some people, uh, Forrest Gump is a big deal. Oh, yeah. He has a... Great career. I mean, Flight Not and recently. Castaway. Yeah, and... Flight was, I guess, the most successful one he's done recently. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, that was Beowulf. <laughs> <laughs> just thought it was a fun quote. I was thinking of doing Space Jam, but I chose Beowulf instead. Okay. We're talking about Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes, we are. Doing our second mystery in a row, but we decided like a, a noir, cartoony noir is way different than a whodunit. Yeah, it well, is. Yeah. It's like two opposites coming together. Yeah. Yeah. The last one was way more straightforward in a zigzag kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they both have the disappearing ink. They uh, do. Yeah, that gag. Yeah. That comes in the very end. Mm-hmm. Comes full circle. Uh, before we talk about Who Framed Roger Rabbit, we, we don't have any movie, movie, news, news. None. But we can throw back to when we used to just talk about stuff we watched this past week. Yeah. 
when you already brought up color out of space yeah thanks for that recommendation anthony we appreciated yeah, that that you. was a wild uh movie yeah i was very like intrigued while watching that movie what a what a what a cast what a shame because uh okay so it stars nicholas cage and it also has tommy chung in it but what a shame we didn't get a nicholas cage and tommy chung scene i know together. i was waiting because they were both really eating up their scenes yeah i mean nicholas cage always does tommy chung is just a great character for him he's yeah. like the the old guy in the woods, like smoking pot. Yeah, yeah that that that's who he like, is. Probably right? eating mushrooms that he finds, <laughs> and like, uh, but yeah, I was I was hoping for them to have a scene together, and yeah. they did not. And did not. But there were some really cool things that happened in that movie. I, I think really... that was my first HP Lovecraft. Uh, the first time I've been exposed to Lovecraftian horror. Okay. Is it? It's always like oh the the natural world. I'm not sure. It probably probably is. Okay. It probably has to do with like I think I was talking to one of my coworkers, anyways, it like it talks about like beings that, that came from out of space here here like long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. So it deals with like that a lot. So just like things that are older than us waking and waking up. Got it. Yeah. So um but yeah, the I, <laughs> I, I the the color was was nice. It was like a fuchsia. Yeah, cool visual effects. Cool visual effects. Like, the the thing... Like, there was this meteorite. There was things that came from this meteorite. There was, like, bugs and sounds and a boy in a well. <laughs> yeah. Gotta, gotta love that. <laughs> gotta love... Uh, boys. Boys, boys and wells. wells. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you watch anything else? Yeah, I actually saw Tommy Chong in another movie uh, recently. I watched Martin Scorsese's After Hours from mm-hmm. 1985, and uh, him and his pal Cheech have small roles in there as uh, petty thieves, because mm-hmm. of course they were cast as that in the 80s. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a comedy. Like Scorsese just did a straight up comedy. Well, it's not really straight up. It's like a it's actually like Roger Rabbit. It's got noirish undertones, mm-hmm. but I had it recommended to me a couple times. I think around when The Irishman came out, there were a lot of people looking back at Scorsese's output. And uh, After Hours came up a bunch of times. I was like, yeah, he did this like comedy. And it stands out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I should see that. And I did. You did? <laughs> um, it's like a yuppie New Yorker spends the night out in the underworld. Of like a uh, actual culture, mm-hmm. and it's a nightmare for him. Okay, is the idea he can't get back to his apartment. It's one of those movies where everything keeps going wrong. Okay, what uh, can go wrong? Like a, everything. Oh, I think it was also brought up by the Safdie brothers when they were pro- promoting Uncut Gems. They kept saying this was one of the influences. Did you see uh, it? Yeah, it's stressful. Okay, it's stressful but funny. Um, stressful movie. You would like uh, the fact that Catherine O'Hara is in it. Nice. She's hilarious. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, she comes through uh, in the back half, just cleans up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I haven't watched, like, many movies this week, so that was, like, it. I mean... I made you watch They Came Together. You did. That was on my list of funniest... I did not put that on my letterbox, but that was (laughs) hilarious. No, that movie is really funny. I was telling people at work about it, like, you need to check this out. Yeah, people don't know about it. It stars Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd and, like, a bunch of other familiar faces Mm -hmm. from comedy in the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um, 
great spoof on romantic comedies. Yeah, great spoof. The gags, they just work. Yeah. Like, when when people say, like, this is funny, this is, like, a gut buster, I'd be like, oh, no. That is what I like, said before I made exactly you watch That is exactly what you said. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, people find different things funny. So, right. I was like, okay, I'll watch it. I ain't doing nothing else. But, no, it is a gut buster. I was cracking up. Yeah. Especially, we watched it right after Color Out of Space, right? We did. <laughs> that was a, an interesting pairing. It was a yeah, interesting double feature going on. A couple days after that, I watched When Harry Met Sally for the first time. I saw. Yeah, I'd never seen... Have you seen that? I've never seen it. Me neither. I assumed it was one of those, like, influential, older... I don't want to say older. Sorry for our older listeners that, that came out when they were young. Uh, <laughs> I know, it's, it's not that, that old. What did that come out, in the 90s or not the uh, 80s? Uh, late 80s, Late I think. 80s? Okay. It was uh, 89. Okay. The latest of the 80s. The latest. Um, so yeah, after seeing They Came Together for like the fifth or sixth time, I was like, maybe I should watch When Harry Met Sally so I can like... I mean, I knew it was... I don't know. I knew how influential it was, and I've seen many romantic comedies since the release of When Harry Met Sally that uh-huh. I know touch on stuff that first came up in that one. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it was one of those I could just skip my whole life, but I just put it on and yeah very charming very charming i knew like the that's what she said scene not that's what she said i'll have, I'll what, have she, what she's yeah. having okay. yeah <laughs> uh like i've i've seen that scene i knew uh i knew some of the stuff in it but was it, was it good watching that scene like like watching it in full yeah in i was context. like yeah i was like okay here we are okay <laughs> getting right that wasn't even the funniest part of of the movie okay. in my opinion but uh yeah it's a brisk 90 something minutes Mm-hmm. Uh, well paced. It's like not too fast. It actually breathes even for a ninety minute movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, very surprised by young Billy Crystal. Okay. In the romantic lead department, mm-hmm. uh, when I hear his voice, all I see is what Mike Wazowski. <laughs> but uh, yeah, pretty pretty charming guy. Okay. He did that. It was a good character for him. Nice. And also, Carrie Fisher was in it, which I didn't know. If y'all had told me Carrie Fisher was in that movie, I would have watched it earlier. Significant part? She's, the, like, the, the friend. Okay. But it was before, like, all romantic comedy friends have no lives of their own. Oh, she had a life. She she got a, a story. She has an arc. Okay. And lots of laugh lines. Nice. I walked through the living room and saw you watching that, and I was just like, oh, Nate's in a rom-com mood. He's going to pick a rom-com this week. Oh. You kind of no. did. <laughs> did I? No, I didn't. Who the, Framed Roger Rabbit is a romantic comedy. There's some romance in here, and there's That's, some comedy. Yeah, well, there's but, a lot of comedy. But, but it's not a romantic comedy. Uh, one can argue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then I watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's do it. Yeah. Let's talk about who framed Roger Rabbit. Mommy's going to the beauty parlor, darling. But I'm leaving you with your favorite friend, Roger. He's going to take very, very good care of you. Because if he doesn't, he's going back to the science lab. What's wrong with that take? Nothing with you, baby Herman. You were great. You were perfect. You were better than perfect. Just Roger. He keeps blowing his lines. 
Roger. What's this? A tweeting bird? Tweeting bird. Roger, read the script. Look what it says. It says rabbit gets clunked. Rabbit sees stars. Not birds. Stars! Can we lose the playback, please? You're killing me, killing me. For crying out loud, Roger. How the hell many times do we have to do this damn scene? No! I'll be in my trailer. Taking a nap! Excuse me, Please, what? Raul! I can give you stars! Just drop the refrigerator in my head one more time! Roger, I dropped it on your head 23 times already! I can take it! Don't worry about me! I'm not worried about you! I'm worried about the refrigerator! This is the tale of an up-and-coming movie star named Roger Rabbit and a down-and-out private detective stay out. named Eddie Valiant. Ooga Booga! Every moment they were together was a new adventure in trouble. Find me, Eddie! Please! It's a motion picture about friendship. Please, Eddie! Don't tell me I'm making a big mistake! Love. <laughs> Compassion. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I yanked your ears. All the time you yanked my ears? Murder. Marvin Acme. The rabbit cacked him last night. Remember, you never saw me. Sex. I'd do anything for my husband, Mr. Valiant. Anything. And violence. Tunes. Gets him every time. You wouldn't have any idea where the rabbit might be? Got a thing for rabbits, huh? The whole thing stinks like yesterday's diapers. It's a comedy a little different from all the rest. I'm a pig! I'm a tune. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. But tell me, Eddie, is that a rabbit in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? Touchstone Pictures and Steven Spielberg present a Robert Zemeckis film. We tunes may act idiotic, but we're not stupid. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Who Framed Roger Rabbit is a 1988 American live-action animated mystery comedy. Not a romantic comedy. <laughs> uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis, written by Jeffrey Price and Peter S. Seaman. Loosely based on Gary K. Wolfe's 81 novel, Who Censored Roger Rabbit? Stars Bob Hoskins, Christopher Lloyd, Charles Fleischer, Stubby K., and Joanna Cassidy. Set in a 1947 version of Hollywood where cartoon characters and people coexist. Follows Eddie Valiant, a private detective who must exonerate cartoon character Roger Rabbit, who's accused of murdering a wealthy businessman. Yeah. That's it. This is one of your favorites. You've, you've actually said on this podcast it's your favorite yeah, film. Yeah, it's my favorite. It's like, I don't know. If, if, there, are, there are certain movies from my childhood that I like because of nostalgia reasons. Mm -hmm. There are certain movies that, like, age well when you, like, keep watching them. Yeah. And, like, this, like, definitely, like, did not... I, I did not outgrow this movie because it has cartoons in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, in fact, I'd, I also saw this as a child and have revisited it, revisited it si since. Mm -hmm. Um and definitely get more out of it as an adult. I don't think it's a kid's movie. No, there are definitely some, like... Well, I feel like cartoons always do that. Like, even in, like, like Spongebob or Rugrats or something, like, you watch it as an adult, and then you, you get certain contacts, you know, you get certain references, yeah. and you're just like, whoa, I missed that as a kid, you know what I mean? Like, they really snuck that in there. And same thing with this movie. Well, I'd argue that this isn't even a kid's movie, like, to begin with. I don't... Like, Spongebob is a kid's movie that has some adult humor in it for but the, this for the like parents. adult humor all the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah, I, I... Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, as a kid, you like it because it has cartoons, and that's all you say, right? right? You, you're probably not even catching all of that stuff. Patty cake, patty cake. Yeah, patty cake. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely aged well. I mean, I always thought it was so cool that, you know, the cartoons and the people coexist so, so mm-hmm. well on screen. So well. Like, the technology for that was, like, so... Uh, ahead of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we see that now with like, what, Detective Pikachu or yeah. Sonic. Yeah, exactly. The Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Where it's like 3D. But yeah, like the, but this, they, they drew that shit yeah, on the film. It. Yeah, and like, I, I they think, didn't have people walking around with tennis balls on a green man suit. Nah, nah. There was just like actors acting against nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when um, old Samity Sam butt was on fire and he had to cool it off in that puddle mm-hmm. i was just like they just threw something in the water that made it steam up and then they drew him on top of that yeah 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 they i i'd like to watch some you had it on blu-ray which is how we watched it, it is yeah. also on disney plus yes, for any of those subscribed to that service um i kind of want to watch the behind the scenes stuff because yeah we can do that uh just like- all the times the tunes interact like it's cool that there's cartoons in real in the real world, but mm-hmm. then they like will interact with like a real object or a person. Yeah, and that it still blows my mind how yeah. they did that. Like, mm-hmm. how does um, I don't know, how does Roger pick up a, a handkerchief and blow his nose into it, and then yeah. it, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's just cool like stuff something like real, that. not cartoon animated. Yeah, yeah, and just uh. We got to give all the praise to Bob Hoskins for acting uh, yeah. next to these characters. What a man! Really pulling it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at times being like a wacky cartoon character himself. Yeah, I love that part when he finally like lets loose. Also, I'm a big fan of Christopher Lloyd. Oh yeah, I feel like he's just a Judge Zoom, great villain. A big part of a, like my childhood for some reason. I mean, probably because of like Adam's family. Mm. And Back to the Future, yeah. um, and I feel like there was something else he was he was a part of that's really important. But I mean, yeah, great character actor, mm-hmm. yeah. So, oh, it was this. I said yeah, I was going to say, are you, yeah. is it Roger no. Rabbit? Yeah, it's Roger Rabbit. It's this right here. It's <laughs> yeah. Judge Doom. It's Judge Doom. What a name! What a character! All what right. a reveal! Yeah, right. Pretty frightening for children. Me as a child. Yeah, that reveal. Which we'll get to. Uh, all right, let's start. Yeah. The the trailer you just heard, for some reason, it starts with like the first minute of the movie before going into the trailer voice. So mm-hmm. uh, that's what you heard. Yeah. Was the uh, Baby Herman Roger Rabbit cartoon yeah. that the uh, that it starts with. It's just a good the short that it starts with. Yeah. It's just a really well done animated short. Also. Yeah. Like even the. The camera movement within that, mm-hmm. um, when Roger's like running around the the walls, like yeah. from walls to walls, and it's, it's like the camera spinning around him. him. Yeah, uh, it's not like I don't remember those kinds of effects in like actual Looney Tune shorts. Like it seems like they did it with their eighty eighties. Yeah, they upped it. abilities. Yeah, um, I love. That this movie knows its references and it follows those beats to a T. Mm. This being like one of them. Um, 
it's very classic, like Tom and Jerry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Except um, instead of uh, the, the mouse beating up the cat, the rabbit's beating up itself. Yeah, the rabbit is uh, in charge of babysitting the baby. Yeah. And it's a precocious little child who wants the cookie jar right on top of the very tall, very especially tall when it's Roger looking up at it and yeah. it's like a hundred feet high mm-hmm. uh, fridge. So somehow baby Herman gets up there to get the cookie mm-hmm. and Roger is very flustered to try to protect baby Herman, but yeah. keeps hurting himself yes. in, in that uh quest to protect the baby <laughs> yeah every everything that could happen to him happens to him pots and pans and electrical shocks hot and sauce and electrocution yeah i love knives. the the hot sauce and the vacuum cleaner are both uh acme brand yeah which comes into play later yeah. obviously but um just right from the start it draws your attention because acme being the uh the company used in a all the Looney Tunes shorts, you know, mm-hmm. it's Wiley Coyote's favorite uh, brand. Yeah. Uh, so it just, yeah, it places you in that mindset that these are the, the wacky cartoons with the, the Acme yeah. brand things that never go how you want them to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, so like at, at the end, he he saves the baby. He holds the baby. Well, he has the fridge above his head, and then mm-hmm. he goes to hold the baby, but in very cartoon fashion, the fridge drops on his head. Yep. And then they open it, and it's him seeing, what is he seeing? Birds, it's right? birds flying around his head. He sees birds. you know, he's concussed. Right. And then we get a <laughs> cut. Right. And then we realize that it's not just a cartoon. Nope. It's a live action cartoon. Which... <laughs> I just made note of it. It's absurd. Like, they're cutting it because they're shooting it like it's a a movie. Right. <laughs> and cartoon characters are performers in the movie mm-hmm. that's being shot, like, on cameras. Mm-hmm. So, it's just interesting that this is... Who Frames Roger Rabbit is, is a love letter to cartoons yeah. that just completely erases the existence of cartoonists. Yeah. Who are the people that literally give life to cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These poor cartoonists don't get any credit. No. Nope. They they drew them once and that's all they get. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I don't know. We yeah. don't see the the origin no. of tunes. And uh <laughs> I just love it cuz it, it the cut makes it look like it was all done in one take. Yeah. Like they say go and the cartoons just go do their thing and then that's it. Which also isn't even if it were filmed like a real movie, not how they would do that cuz no. they need to set up different shots. Yeah. They need to cut, cut, <laughs> but, set up. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, they cut, and Roger's mad. He says, you can drop the fridge on me as many times as you want. <laughs> yeah. And they dropped it, like, how many times? Like, 20, 23 times. They did, they, they done this 23 times. Um, the, the, the great, like, uh, like, um, reveal, I mean, not reveal, but, like, unexpectancy. Baby of, Herman? Yeah, Baby His Herman. Voice? Yeah, being, like, a 50-year-old, cigar-smoking, misogynistic Out of my man. way, toots. Yeah, lots of toots and smoking and, and ass-slapping. And, yeah. Yes. Um, from this baby, you're just like, wait, what? So, it's just like, oh, yeah, this baby cartoon is an actor. He's acting like a baby, because he's drawn like a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a 50-year-old cartoon, right? Yeah, something yeah, like that. Something like that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they, the, it's not working out. They're not shooting it the way it's not coming out as well as they want it to. Yeah. You can't give them stars. 
you give them everything but stars. He he like hits his head over and over, and it's like bells <laughs> and a cuckoo clock and something else, but it's not stars. They need stars. Um, and we see Eddie Valiant on set. Yeah, played by Bob Hoskins, and we're introduced to him just with a big sigh and under his breath saying "tunes." Yeah, and then taking a swig from his bottle because he is. An alcoholic. Yes, he's an alcoholic who hates tunes for some reason. We don't know why yet. We'll get there. Yeah. And we'll be reminded many times that he is an alcoholic. Yeah. I, they just keep throwing it in his face. Yeah. Um. So, Eddie Eddie goes to the back office. Yeah. Of uh, Mr. Maroon. We Mark, saw it at yeah. the very beginning, like, when... When, like, you're watching a Looney Tunes uh, short and it says, like, a Merry Melodies film for mm-hmm. the Looney Tunes. In this movie it says, uh, a Maroon Studios yeah. production. So, we see Maroon is a studio head. Mm-hmm. And he's got a job for Eddie Valiant, private detective. Yeah. He wants him to spy on uh, Marvin Acme. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and catch him doing something, um, with, uh, Jessica Rabbit, with Jessica Rabbit. He he hears, uh, Jessica Rabbit, Roger Rabbit's wife Mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, having an affair with Marvin Acme, the the head of the Acme company and the owner of Toontown. Yeah. And, uh, Valiant is like very adamant, like, I'm not going to Toontown. Toontown, like yeah, I don't do he doesn't that. work for Tunes. Yeah, he's like, okay, chill out, man. You don't, you don't have to go to Toontown. You just have to go to this other place. And so he the takes club a that's job right across the street. Yeah, right? yeah, pretty much. Uh, so he takes a job. It's uh, he charges a hundred dollars, which I'm sure was a lot of moolah back back then. Yeah, he gets uh, the check for a hundred. He gets the check for fifty. Oh, okay. Yeah, he gets half up front and then half later. Uh, we get a Dumbo cameo. We do. Right away. Yeah. Uh, outside uh, Maroon's window. Yeah. Uh, spooks Eddie Valiant. Mm-hmm. This is where we learn that they're exploiting cartoons. The best part <laughs> is he works for Peanuts. He works for Peanuts. They're not even getting paid. <laughs> they're just happy to be there, really. Yeah. We just get these little comments from Maroon just like putting in a positive light all the ways he's able to exploit these performers. Yeah. They work for peanuts. Oh, Roger's the best. You can hit him as many times as you want with the yeah. fridge. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I got I got half the Fantasia uh, animals on loan from Disney. <laughs> like. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He says all that like really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um. Let me get. Eddie, Eddie leaves the office, and we get even more cameos. Some blink if you miss them, but I think I saw my first Bugs Bunny appearance. Yeah, it was really right quick. The top. Yeah, really he's quick. just walking through the studio back lot. Yeah. And that, the, the, the ballerina hippo looks yes. familiar. Well, that's from Fantasia. Okay. Yeah, right. from the ballerina hippo short. Okay. <laughs> um... So, and you can just see Toontown is just very wacky. It seems like everything is, like, going Well, they're not, they're not in Toontown. They're in, I mean, the, still in yeah, Hollywood. The, the lot. The yeah. Lot. Um, but when, when there's tunes around, it just gets very silly and clumsy and things fall and people go flying and all that stuff happens. So many gags. And he is not amused. So far, right now, we know that Addie, Addie, Eddie Valiant doesn't like cartoons and he drinks. He seems like a pretty bad guy who doesn't love cartoons, right? 
Right. Right. Um, so we talked about this a few times of like save the cat. Right. I like what can we do to show like our characters like a good guy has morals Is this and the trolley? It's the trolley. Um can, can I set this up? Go ahead. That's the reason I brought up the check. He goes to catch the trolley car mm-hmm. and he presents his check that he just got, because mm-hmm. that's all the money he has <laughs> uh to the conductor and he says, What do you think this is? A bank? So he can't ride the trolley because yeah. you don't just show a check to the conductor right. expecting to like cash I have it money in. but I can't give it to you. Yeah, so there's some children riding the back of the trolley car and Eddie joins in because he's he's a he's a clever guy knows how to get around the law. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of these children's friends isn't on the back of the car yet. He's running to catch it. Mm-hmm. And he <laughs> reaches out to the kid and he gets him on the car. Yeah, he saves the kid. He, he helps the, the kid, kid ride yeah. the car legally. Yeah, so he's he's a nice guy. He's not so bad after all. When he when they get to the the his stop, uh, Eddie gets up and then he says bye to the kids and he says thanks for the cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, I, that's so funny. Yeah, he bought cigarettes from the kids. You know, he supports uh, a young entrepreneur. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if he bought them. He didn't have money. True. I think they just gave him cigarettes. He just bummed a cigarette. Yeah, and he gets off at the at the station bar. Yeah. And we meet uh, the bartender, who's also his girlfriend, Dolores. Yes, Dolores, his love interest. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, he sits at the bar because he's an alcoholic. Yes. And uh, we learn he owes Dolores some money. Yeah. Um, $100 for a camera. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's indebted to his bartender. That's not a great sign. Might, no. might mean he's an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's a general curmudgeon. 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 Mm-hmm. Picking fights with the, I guess even more so than a curmudgeon, he's a troublemaker. Yeah. <laughs> Picking fights with the patrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, just being rude. Mm-hmm. But then we get the, the backstory once he leaves the room. Yeah. From Dolores informing, uh, the other people at the bar that a cartoon killed his brother. Yeah. A cartoon dropped the piano on his brother's head. Yeah. Somehow very funny. Yeah, because we know tunes can have things dropped on their heads as many times because yeah. they're cartoons and the they don't have the same laws of physics, I guess, yeah. or medicine or anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, as humans. But obviously if a piano's dropped on a human's head, yeah. That's gonna kill him. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens. Uh so we get to the secret tune bar. Yeah. Yeah. Get past the uh giant ape who's the 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 monkey in a suit the monkey suit wearing ape monkey suit wearing ape bouncer yeah yeah and uh we get some more cameos we get some more tunes yeah we uh this movie's significant in that it somehow managed to license both disney and warner brothers characters so cool because yeah you don't see them together like ever yeah and in this movie you only see them together because they had like in their contracts that they need equal screen time for like Donald Duck and Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny and Mickey. That's why anytime That's, Bugs is on screen, Mickey's also on uh, screen. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because they didn't want one to overshadow the other. Right. It but worked it, out It works really out well. by pairing them together. So we have Donald Duck and Daffy Duck performing at yeah. the bar as like a dueling pianos act that yeah. turns into a pretty literal duel. Yes. <laughs> yeah, of course this means war. <laughs> um, so they're playing on real pianos. Yes. Which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And like, 
just the detail in the animation, like you see the reflection of the cartoon characters mm-hmm. in the pianos. Mm-hmm. So they had to draw on top of that. And then like opening up the piano to smash like one of the ducks in it. It's yeah. like, I don't know how they did it. Right. Did they really destroy those pianos as well? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's the act. We meet Marvin Acme, who's sitting right next to Eddie Valiant. Mm-hmm. And shakes shakes his hand, right? But he, there's a buzzer, right? I think he he starts with the invisible ink gag. Oh, right. That's yeah. how we meet him because he uh, he sprays he him. sprays Valiant. Yeah. Valiant's got it. He's got like you know old school fifties thing or forties. Holds him up by the collar. What do you yeah. think you're doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, no, look, there's nothing. It's there's invisible. nothing there. It's disappearing. Uh, but as we know. I mean, they've done a good job of characterizing Eddie to this point. We can expect this to happen, that Eddie's not forgiving of this. Right. <laughs> He's not a fan of these gags. He's not. He shakes his hand, but it's a hand buzzer. Right. Because, you know, Marvin Acme owns Acme. He's got all these uh, gag items. Yeah. He's a real silly man. Um. So he takes a seat, right? He takes a seat. He orders scotch on the rocks. And I mean ice. Right. Uh, I don't know why that's so funny. Because he ends up getting uh, scotch, scotch with rocks. literal rocks yeah, in them, he does. He uh, does. even though demanding that he means ice, right? He just just say has, ice if you're talking to a cartoon. Be as literal as possible. Well, he like caught himself <laughs> after he says scotch on the rocks. Yeah, but I guess it was as the the bartender was walking away. The bartender is a penguin. Right, right. It's the the penguin butler. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, he gets literal rocks, and he's he's mad. He's got yeah. no patience. Mm-hmm. We also get a Betty Boop uh, appearance. Yeah, hey Betty, how are you doing? Yeah, uh, she's like a washed up. She is washed up because <laughs> she's still black and white. Yes, they didn't put her in color. No, and uh, so she's a waitress. But, but she says she still got it. She still and, got it. But Eddie boop, says, "I just like ah! yeah, you still got it." It's like yeah. one of yeah. those like he's kind of lying a little yeah. bit, but he's trying to be optimistic. Yeah, maybe he used to watch her cartoon as a kid. Yeah, yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah. Um, and then we get, I mean, Jessica, like, right Jessica away. Jessica Rabbit's up, uh, she starts behind a curtain, Eddie turns over to Marvin Acme and says, uh... What's with this guy? Why is he so excited? Yeah, and something about how she must be, like, a, I don't know, something, something pretty nice for a rabbit yeah he thinks it's like he expects that she's a rabbit, rabbit. and so do we the audience because yeah. her name is jessica rabbit and, and she's married to roger rabbit yeah we find out that's probably the only reason why her name is jessica rabbit she yeah. probably just took roger's last name because yeah. she's not a rabbit she's is the uh caricature of um a female fatale the, I've, the ideal uh feminine body in which yeah your your waist are a quarter of an inch Yes, and your and your your, your, your breasts, breasts and are your butt like, are very very wide. Yes, uh, very wide, child bearing hips and like low smoky eyes and a yeah. husk voice. Yep. Yeah, uh, long very hair. long legs. Yes, uh, and very tiny feet and yeah. high heels and um, singing like a doing like a burlesque act. Yes, <laughs> um, very. This is like a I feel like a noir staple. Yeah, not the, only to the have lounge a female, singer. but yeah, the lounge singer is uh, is a, is a staple in mm-hmm. this uh, in this genre, and uh, I mean, what a surprise! 
what a knockout, right? Just, yeah, Eddie, Eddie Valiant's like, whoa? Uh, right? His mouth is, like, stuck open, and Betty Yeah, his, his jaw is literally agape like a cartoon character. Yeah. Betty has to knock to close it. Close it, yeah. <laughs> He's just gulp. <laughs> Very that. Um, she she does the, the lounge act thing where she flirts with uh, her audience members during the song, yeah. one of them being Marvin Acme. Mm-hmm. And then she moves over to Eddie Valiant and does the whole... Pull, pull him by the time yeah. move. Yeah, she has everyone's attention now. Mm-hmm. Right? It stopped being funny and it got real sexy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm... Yeah. Well, okay, I'll say it. When I watched this when I was a kid, Jessica Rabbit... Yeah, you Jessica know, Rabbit did it. My mouth was agape okay. then at the time. For sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure when a lot of people first Jessica Rabbit, they were like, what's happening to kind, me? Kind of uncomfortable watching it now, being Am like I, remembering the reaction I used to have to that and just watching it now. And it's a cartoon. Yeah. And it's like a super exaggerated, like kind of offensive. Uh, <laughs> but like, that's the joke. Yeah. Uh, drawing of a female figure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it has to be a cartoon and it has to be amped up. It has to be mm-hmm. amped up version of what what's real yeah uh after the show eddie sneaks backstage yeah to uh jessica's dressing room Mm -hmm. uh to try to spy on see what's happening between her and marvin yeah and we hear him but the monkey in the suit uh spots him looking through the keyhole of the door yeah and kicks him out yeah this is one of those those instances that you were talking about earlier where the cartoon's interacting with yeah, him. the monkey so, like, lifts him up. Yeah, is lifting him up and throws him. Throws him in, through the back alley into the trash. Yeah. Um, but he's able, there's a window and he's able to look through a crack in there yeah. and see. I, we don't see it, but we just hear patty cake, patty cake, oh, yeah. patty cake, and it sounds, patty cake. It kind patty of sounds cake. like it would be sex, but it's not. It sounds like they're having sex and just saying patty cake. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I love and, that. After, and he um, takes some pictures. Being kicked out by a gorilla, his comeback is ooga booga. Like, yeah, that's it. Right. You can see like his like his his sense of humor pop out, poke out here a little and there. Bit. Yeah, he does now and then. when he says ooga booga, he like does the armpit scratch thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then so after he takes a picture, we get cut straight to Roger Rabbit crying over the pictures. Um. Right. I think first we we go to his office. We okay. get to see uh, a little bit more about what Valiant's life is like. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. We no, we go straight to uh, to Roger Rabbit crying. Okay. Yeah, we go straight to him crying over the pictures, and it's funny because he's very frantic. He's like patty cake, patty cake, patty cake, patty cake, patty cake, patty cake, and he's like moving the pictures really quickly, so like the pictures themselves become like animated. Yeah, they, and you can actually like see book. them doing the hand game. Right. Yeah. They're literally just playing patty cake. They're literally just playing. But patty that's cake. a big scandal that uh, someone would play patty cake with his wife. Yes, he is so distraught and hurt. Um, Maroon gives Eddie the. The second half of his payment. Yes. And he gives, Maroon gives Roger uh, a drink. Yeah. Which <laughs> makes Roger uh, turn all different colors and yeah. uh, flings him up into the ceiling. And yeah, it's a big reaction. Breaks some glasses and. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then like falls face first on his desk and says, thanks, I really needed that. Yeah. Needed that release. <laughs> um, 
And Eddie tries to console Roger, but he's like very upset and he gets in his face. Mm-hmm. And then he just jets out. He jets out in the most cartoon way, which is by breaking through like a wall or a glass and just leaving his shape yeah. there. Roger says, me me and Jessica, we're going to be happy. I'll show you. Yeah. This doesn't change anything. We'll be together. Yeah. And then he leaves the room through the window, yeah. leaving the trace of his body through both the blinds and when he opens the blinds, the window itself. Yeah. So it like kind of sounds like, man. Uh, um, like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> it kind of sounds like a threat. Right? Like he's going to go out and do something. Could be. Could, could be. be perceived that way. Yes, it could. Right. So now Valiant goes back to his office after a, a long day's work. Yeah. And, and I, I like this shot. I don't know if you were going to talk about the it. The door? But yeah, the door shot. I feel like that's another like staple. There's so many beats that this movie is hitting. And that's one of them when it's like you see the Valiant and Valiant door and then you see just his shadow. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, I see that all the time in like a noir. Like the yeah. shadow shot on the door, and also the the fact that it's Valiant and Valiant uh, yeah. reference to his deceased brother mm-hmm. who used to work with him. Yep. In this uh, short sequence, we get a lot of more information about Eddie. Yeah. Uh, Very quickly, and it's really I like the way that the information is revealed because it's just what happens in the scene is just Eddie walks into his office mm-hmm. and sits down at his desk and drinks and goes to sleep. Yeah. What and we see like though, boozy jazz music playing. Right. Yeah. What we see though is he goes into his office. We see that he's got a bed in his office. So ostensibly, this is where he lives. Also. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Then when he sits at his desk, the camera pans over to some of the pictures on his desk. Mm-hmm. So we get kind of the Eddie Valiant life story. His father was a clown. Yeah. Uh, him and his brother were very close. We see some pictures of them both at the beach together, just being wacky, doing wacky beach things. Yeah. Having fun and smiling. Yeah. Uh, we get newspaper clippings and more photos showing like some of the cases they've worked for, which all seem to involve cartoons. Yes. And the injustice, injustices uh, done to cartoons. Yes. One of the funny headlines is, uh, let me get this. What is it? Goofy. Wait. Oh, man. It involves Goofy? Yeah. Oh, where did I put it? Sorry, I lost my spot. In my notes. That's okay. Not only was uh, their father a clown, but they were also a clown. And they were also part of the circus. And then they grew up. And then they became police. And then they became private eyes. Goofy cleared of sex charges. <laughs> really? Yep. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, I never so, so if that. we want to do a, a prequel, who framed Goofy? Who framed Because someone Goofy. framed him for sex charges, I guess. That's, that's really adult. I don't know if Disney would even, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I just like how um, just by the camera, just scanning the contents of Eddie Valiant's office, we get a lot more uh, backstory yeah. and details. And by the time we get back around to Eddie, his bottle's empty. And instead of being in his bed that's in his office, he's face first on his desk, yeah. just drunk and asleep. Because mm-hmm. he's an alcoholic. He's been drinking all night. Um, then Marvin is dead. Yeah. Then there's some news that he wakes up to. Yeah. Marvin Acme has been killed Mm -hmm. and Roger Rabbit is the prime suspect. Yes, he is. Uh, so something went wrong. Yeah. Um, we get to the crime scene and we see 
a body outline, and a safe on the head. Yeah, the crime scene is the Acme factory. Yes. So we've got lots of Acme doodads Mm -hmm. uh, around. But yeah, the way he was killed was a safe was dropped on him. Yeah. One of the characters goes, just like a tune, to drop a safe on a guy's head. Sorry, Eddie. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's Not right. realizing, like, oh, yeah, Toon dropped the piano on your brother's head. You right. can relate so much. Oops. Uh, the other uh, investigators are all, like, interacting with some of the Acme stuff that's around. Yeah. And I like it because the, I mean, the climax of Who Framed Roger Rabbit returns to the Acme factory and mm-hmm. involves some of the stuff that's first introduced in this scene. It's just well set up. So we we see the the black hole yeah. thing. It's just a... A black circle that you can stick on a wall, and then all of a sudden you can like put your arm through a wall. Yeah. Um, and we see the the hammer that. Mm-hmm. How would you? It's like a, a mallet, a wooden mallet, but a boxing yeah, glove. Yeah, boxing glove shoots, shoots out. out of it. Yeah. <laughs> the detective that that did that is pretty reckless. Could have really knocked out Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like watch out. Yeah, he makes a joke about him being an alcoholic again. It happens again. Yeah. Uh, he's surpri- I, I guess he's surprised he was able to move out the way quick enough. Right. They can all smell the liquor on him. Mm-hmm. Um, then we meet Judge Doom. Yeah. Because uh, when the other detectives are, like, distracted by all the Acme stuff, uh, Eddie Valiant gets up to the the outline, the body outline, and he sees something yeah. on the ground. He picks it up. It's the hand buzzer. Yeah. Uh, he's about to take it to get a closer look. And then the cane... Slaps his hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like the way that this is uh, Judge Doom's introduction because we meet him just with the cane on Eddie's hand. Eddie's on the ground. Judge Doom is standing over him. So the camera like points up at such an angle that yeah. Judge Doom is like this larger-than-life figure. Yeah. Um, just wearing all black with a cane and that hat and those glasses. And, yeah. Uh, the voice is mm-hmm. just very intimidating. Yeah. And then we meet, uh, to, to offset that, his henchmen, his who, hench- who yeah. are the weasels. Yeah. Uh, they're just classic uh, gangster goons. Yes, they are. But as weasels. Yeah. Hey, boss. Yeah. yeah. Very that. <laughs> and we also find out about the dip. Yeah. Um, a way to kill... Dip is pretty much just a way to kill cartoons. Yeah, it's since just cartoons a vat of, ke- of chemical mixture rules. that can, can melt them. Yeah. And uh, we get a, a showing of uh, Judge Doom's uh, evilness. Oh, that poor shoe. That poor shoe. When he picks up this, this poor little innocent... Anthropomorphic shoe. Yeah, and he dips it very slowly. He mm-hmm. takes enjoyment in this um, until it's no more. Yep. Yeah. Um. Then. Baby cartoon. Baby. Baby ba- Hammy. Baby Her- Herman. 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 Baby cartoon. Yes. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Valiant goes back to his office, and who's waiting for him? It's Baby Herman. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> first, he just sees Baby Herman's handler, uh, bending over to light the cigar of a yeah. child. He's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And yeah. then pushes her aside, and it's Baby Herman smoking yeah. a cigar. Yeah. Saying, hey, Roger was framed. Yeah, he wouldn't hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, what you got to do is find Marvin Acme's will. Yes. Because that hasn't been read yet. Mm-hmm. But I heard it gives Toontown back to the tunes. Mm-hmm. 
But the whale is missing. Yeah. So important information. Um, but he kind of just tosses the baby aside. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because he does does have this like 50-year-old man smoker's voice. But when he falls over out of his crib. Oh, he, he starts wang. Yeah, he starts crying, he starts crying over wang, his, wang. my stogie. <laughs> <laughs> And so uh, once Eddie is in his office, he accidentally uh, places a glass over the pitcher. Yeah, of, once, uh, once he Aggie. empties his glass because yeah. he's an alcoholic. Yes. <laughs> um, it magnifies um, the will that he had in his pocket. Yeah. In the, the night of. Yeah. In the, the, one of the pictures he took, he sees sticking out of the pocket, my will. Yes. So he takes the <laughs> of bottle off. Of course, it would be just right there, plain and simple. Right. He my takes will. the bottle off and he pulls out his magnifying glass because he's a detective. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he's got one of those and he can see, yep, it's the will. Yeah. So maybe baby Herman had a point. Maybe, but also, I don't care. I'm going to take a nap. Yeah, I'm going to go lie down. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he's surprised <laughs> yeah. to see in bed once he lies down right next to him is Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Roger has come to plead his case. Hey, I didn't do it. You got to help me. Mm -hmm. But Eddie refuses because if there's anything we know about Eddie Valiant, he's an alcoholic. He has a dead brother and he always refuses the case the first time he's asked until he begrudgingly accepts it at the end of the very same scene. Those are the rules. So uh, Eddie refuses and Roger storms out. Mm -hmm. But it turns out he was just storming out into a closet. Yeah. Uh, Eddie opens the closet door and it's just uh, a jacket hanging with a hat uh, like over the uh, the hanger. The 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 but of course uh, it's, the PI uniform. Yeah, of course it's Roger hiding inside in the shadows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger pops out and handcuffs himself to Eddie Valiant. Yeah, so now they're they're stuck together. Another feat of movie making. How does? Bob, Bob Hoskins has a handcuff. Yeah. And the other end of it... Isn't dangling. It's a real handcuff. It's yeah. not like half of it's animated, half of it isn't. Yeah. But they now they're handcuffed together, and he's able to, like, throw Roger across the office, and then yeah. he flies, too. And yeah. I don't know. It's just impressive Movie and magic. effective. Yeah. Um. So, now that they've got... Well, not now that Roger has gotten themselves into this situation, um, of course... Trouble is coming their way. The weasels. Yeah. Eddie looks outside the window. He sees the sirens. The weasels are coming up to the office. Yeah. Gotta hide Roger. But Eddie doesn't have the key to the handcuffs. Yeah. I like, I like, of I like the solution it. they find, though. Yeah. They hide Roger in the sink. Yeah. He like pre- he's doing dishes. He pretends to be washing his socks while uh, the weasels come in and flip his office and yeah. ask him all these questions. Yeah. And Roger has to, like, hold his breath. Yeah, Roger, like, comes up for air when the weasels aren't looking, but he has to, like, stuff him back yeah. in the sink. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're, they're able to hide. Yeah. But now it seems Eddie's in. Yeah, he's in it. We also get a bit of information on the weasels. I feel like the weasels, it's, like, bit bit by bit. Mm-hmm. Every time they're in a scene, it's, it's, they're, the information on them is released. So they start laughing. And so the head weasel is like, stop laughing. You know what happens when you laugh. Yeah. That's all we get. And it's a good part. setup. Yeah, it's a good setup. But yeah, Eddie's in, right? So the, the weasels leave. They don't find anything. So where does he take him? Well, he's an alcoholic. So is it the bar? It's the bar. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then we get that 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 line. Uh, is that a rabbit in your pocket, or are you happy to see me? Yeah, Dolores. Uh, yeah, it was in the trailer. Yeah, um, instead of a gun, Dolores takes him to the back room where uh, during Prohibition they used to hide their their stuff. So they yeah. got they got the sneaky back room, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's the spot to hide Roger. And he's about he's got like the the what's it hacksaw yeah, to the hacksaw. to cut the handcuffs off. But then Roger just He's a cartoon character. He's yes. Very fluid body movements. Of course, he can just slip his paw he right out of out it. He slips out and hoses the desk for him to keep it still. Yeah, right. And then once Eddie figures out and gets angry, he puts his hand back in. <laughs> he said, he was like, you could have did that the whole time. And Roger goes, no, I could only do it when it was funny. Like he's waiting for the joke. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then they, they get a little conversation. We get to see the, the differences in character traits between our two leads, Roger and Eddie. Roger will do anything for the joke. His life is on the line. His his uh, wife was cheating on uh, this man who's now murdered, and Roger's been framed. But still, he's making these jokes because yeah. he says, if you can't laugh, what are you going to do? Yeah, so what he was designed to do. But But Eddie's all business and sadness and alcohol. Yeah. Uh, him, Roger, and Dolores uh, get on the same page. He tells Dolores about the will. Mm-hmm. Says, uh, "You got to figure this out." Mm-hmm. There's like the probate joke. Yeah, like do a probate, and yeah, Roger mistakes probate. it for prostate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Dolores is gonna go uh, do some investigating on her own. Yeah. Uh, leave Roger at the bar. Yes. And uh, Eddie's. I forget what the plan is, but Eddie, Eddie ends up back at his office. Eddie thinks that Maroon had uh, acne killed. Yeah. So he's going to go to Maroon with the will. Yeah, but first they got to find the will. Yes. Uh, back at Eddie's office, Jessica Rabbit is waiting for him. Yes, she is. Actually, Eddie's back at his office now showering. Mm-hmm. And Jessica Rabbit walks in. Yeah. And in her Jessica Rabbit voice, like, Eddie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and he comes out of the shower. He's in a towel. Yes. Um, so there's some some tension. Yeah. <laughs> some sexual some tension. Some sexual tension there. With the cartoon character that, mm-hmm. uh, that Bob Hoskins sells very well. Yes. <laughs> um, she says, you got me all wrong. Maroon forced me to pose for those photos. Yeah. I wasn't... Uh, Having an affair. Yeah. He was going to use those photos to blackmail Acme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't know what for yet, but just to blackmail him. Yeah. Uh, we get the line, Jessica says, I'm not bad. I was just drawn that way. Yeah. Very, very uh, popular quote from this movie. Yeah. Um, and then and he, Dolores comes back. Yeah. And then uh, he literally gets caught with his pants down. Yeah. Yeah. Only because he was... In the process of putting on his pants. Yes. But when Dolores walks in and sees him and Jessica Rabbit and his pants are down to his ankles, it doesn't look good. No. <laughs> um, so she's mad. Yeah. Uh, storms out. Eddie chases after her. Mm-hmm. And uh, we find out that Dolores found the will, but it wasn't one that gave Toontown to the Toons. It gave Toontown to Cloverleaf. Yes. Who we saw very early in the movie... Um, when Eddie's riding the, the streetcar, mm-hmm. they're putting up a sign that Cloverleaf now owns the public transportation. Yeah. The red car. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's the corporation 
mm-hmm. that uh, there's some something funny going on there. I love when Dolores and Eddie are out in the street arguing about Jessica getting her hands on something. Mm-hmm. You can see Jessica in the background being yeah. very like, like not smug, but just very like in on it. Like, hmm. Yeah, like she could have cleared it up. She could have helped she out. She could have, but she didn't. She like she knows what she's doing. She's she's a she's stirring up trouble. She's not bad, but she is a troublemaker for sure. Um. <laughs> So then they go back to the bar to get Roger. Yeah. But Roger's, Roger's doing not do- in hiding anymore. No, he's doing his thing. He's uh, up on, standing on top of the bar doing his, his song and dance. Yes. There's the... Well, it's like a song about how he can't be hurt. Yes. And there's a good gag when the record skips. Yeah. So he keeps smashing the plate over his head. Yeah. Can't hurt me. Can't hurt me. Can't yeah. <laughs> And the lawyer's just like, ah, my dishes. Right. And Roger's so, <laughs> but everyone um, in the bar is cracking up. Yeah. And so Eddie has to go take him. But when he like yanks Roger, all the plates fall. Right. Um. So they go to the back. They go to the back. Just in time because yeah. Judge Doom and his weasels show up. Yeah. Looking for Roger. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, he's a pretty good. P.I. himself, because he pretty much sniffs out that Roger's there by looking at the record. Yeah. Yeah. And just the, the mess. And he tries to uh, get the the bar, the guy at the bar to reveal his whereabouts. Yeah. Uh, Eddie thinks that the guy at the bar uh, will sell Roger out for like a nickel mm-hmm. or whatever, because he's a drunk. And that's what yeah. drunks do. And Roger's like, no, I made him and laugh. And if anyone knows drunks, it's Eddie Valiant. It's that, he's, a, he's, a, he's a what? Alcoholic? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, and Roger's like, no, that guy wouldn't sell me out. I made him laugh. And so when, um, oh, Judge Doom, he's so bad. He takes the sleeve of mm-hmm. a disabled uh, veteran yep. with a missing arm. And he wipes the chalkboard. And then he puts... Um, the reward for telling where yeah. the rabbit is. What is it? Like five hundred or fifty dollars? It's like five hundred. There's a couple zeros. Okay, it's five hundred. And so the guy that they think is going to like squill rat on Roger mm-hmm. is like, hey, I know where Robert a rabbit is. And so he is like, right here, meet Harvey. He holds up his uh, two fingers mm-hmm. like rabbit ears. Yeah. And so everyone laughs. And Roger's like, see, I told yep. you. He made him laugh. Laugh, making people laugh is. There's value in humor. Yes. Uh, but Do- Doom's got got more methods. Yeah. Does the tap 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 move with his cane? Yeah. Because no cartoon character can resist. Yeah, the old haircut, uh, shave the old shave and a haircut. That's mm-hmm. what it's called. Okay. So <laughs> uh, just throughout the walls, tap 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 tap, and uh, Eddie Eddie's in the back room with Roger. He's like. Oh, this isn't going to work. But then he looks back and Roger's like twitching, He's like trying, real hardcore, trying to contain yeah. himself. And then when uh, Doom gets right up to the peephole, tap, 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 tap. Roger just Kool-Aid mans through the wall yes. to finish the tap, 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Caught. He has him. Yeah. Grabs him by the ears. Gets the dip. He's going to, he's going to. Serve justice right there, which doesn't seem like the right kind of justice, justice, like human justice is, you know, that's 
far as that goes. Um, yeah, he's going to dip him right there. Right there. Uh, but Eddie and Roger escape. They make it outside and they, they get into Benny. Yeah. And how do they escape? What, what, what gag do they pull? What comes back? Is this a quiz? I didn't write this down. So oh, no. You tell okay. me. I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> earlier in the movie, uh, they gave him a shot of liquor and it made him yeah. have that big reaction. Oh, right, right. So uh, Eddie is just like, hey, give a dying man one last wish. Let's, let's give him a drink. And uh, Roger's like, no. And then Eddie's like, yes. And then Roger's like, no. And then Eddie's like, yes. And then Eddie's like, no. And then Roger's like, yes. Yeah, they they switch it. Yeah, they switch it. Like cartoon, like rabbit season, duck season type thing. Right. And so he (laughs) takes a drink and it makes him like break everything. Everything in the the bar pretty much gets broken at this Mm -hmm. point. A little fight breaks out and then they escape. Cause a big commotion. They yes. escape out into the street. Her poor And they bar. get into Benny. The anthropomorphic taxi cab. Yes. The cartoon. Uh, it's another... I don't know how they did this car chase. Yes. It was really cool. Yeah. And Benny's a hilarious character. He's like a New York cabbie. Yes, he's a New York cabbie. Uh, he's got like the face in the front of the car, but he's always talking. Mm-hmm. He won't shut up. And he's he doesn't even have his eyes on the road. He's just always turning his head to yeah. talk about... I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, there's a, there's a whole chase scene with the, the weasels are in a real car. Yeah. Uh, Roger and Eddie are in the cartoon car. <laughs> Eventually, does Benny fly or it's like just he, a jump? He jumps. He's okay. like, pull this lever, which lever? This lever. And so they like, he like springs up and then they get on the bridge above. Yeah. He says, what's the... <laughs> What's, it, what's the part that comes after the chorus? Uh, I don't know. A bridge! <laughs> <laughs> um, and Benny drops him off at the movie theater where they can hide out. Yeah. I love that a, a, a cartoon of Goofy's playing. Yeah, and you quote, this was your quote, I don't know, I guess in a Goofy movie, yeah, right? For, yeah, Goofy No movie. one takes a hit like Goofy? Yeah, no one takes a hit like Goofy. Because Roger's, like, Roger's watching the, the Goofy cartoon and... Giving praise to yep. Goofy, yeah. Uh, Dolores meets him up yeah. at the movie theater. Same day, new outfit. <laughs> yeah, she had time to change her clothes and to shake the weasels and to get the stuff that he Oh, needed. she's the real hero for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Without Dolores, this movie doesn't move. Dolores gets a lot of the work done behind the scenes. Yes. Or outside of the scenes because we don't follow her because I guess they think we're not interested in fleshed out female characters yeah <laughs> anyway anyway um they have a sweet moment the sweet moment interrupted by roger making heart ears, heart ears and heart eyes. Yeah. yeah um then they're on the way out the roger's wa- watching them and not the screen anymore because after the cartoon they're just showing newsreel footage which is a thing they used to do in yeah. the movies uh but on their way out, uh, Eddie looks back at the newsreel, mm-hmm. and he sees that it's, it's talking all about uh, Cloverleaf, yeah. the corporation that is now on the will to own Toontown. Uh, he sees, now, even though we got the hint in the beginning, this is the first time Eddie makes the connection that mm-hmm. uh, Cloverleaf bought the Pacific Electric streetcar system. Yeah. And that is the piece that p- helps Eddie put it all together. Yeah. So it's time to go to back to Maroon Studio mm-hmm. to get this crook 
maroon. Yeah. Um, tells Roger to wait outside. Yeah, be the lookout. Be the lookout. A pretty unsuccessful lookout. Yeah, because um, one, he's scared. Um, <laughs> but he tells him, beep the horn twice. And that gives him some, like, courage. Yeah. And he's just, he's doing that thing he did at the beginning where he gets stuck on something and he just keeps rambling on about it. <laughs> and because he's rambling on about it and he's doing his, his cartoon thing, he's not paying attention. And he's like, no one's going to get the drop on me. And as soon as he says that, someone gets the drop on him and hits him over the head with a pan, knocks him out. And it's his wife, Jessica Rabbit. Yes, it is. So what what's going on with her? Is she good? Is she bad? Who knows? Yeah, what's her deal? Uh, yeah, she gets him with the pan and puts him in the trunk. Yeah, and drives off. And now uh, we're uh, back with Maroon and Eddie. Maroon's telling him the plan because, you know, the, the villain telling the plan. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Saying, hey, I blackmailed Marvin into selling his company so that he could, so that I could sell the studio. Yeah. Uh, and he admits he only did it just because he was scared for the safety of the cartoons. Yeah. Uh, Eddie only gets this confession after putting his tie in like the the editing yeah uh, i don't even know what to call it the reels that spin around yes. so it's like choking him mm-hmm. um but right before he explains like anymore what's up with the will and everything um he's killed yeah there's an assassin he's shot in the back uh and eddie sees jessica fleeing yeah so he chases af- after her Thinking yeah. that it's uh, Jessica that killed uh, Maroon. And where could Jessica be? Of course. Toontown. She's in Toontown. Yeah. Uh, Eddie's getting ready to yeah. go to Toontown. He gets out his, his cartoon revolver. Yeah. With the cartoon bullets. Yeah, the, the cowboy and Indian bullets. Yeah. He, uh, he's got his bottle with him. But <gasps> character development. <gasps> He decide he takes a long look at his bottle and he decides to pour it out on the ground. Yeah. And he throws it up in the air and shoots his gun at it, so we get to see <clears throat> the cartoon bullets in action. Yeah. Um <laughs> it's, the, it's the Native American one gets a tomahawk and smashes it. Smashes it. Doesn't the even hit it with its yeah, you bullet would body. It. Yeah, yeah, right. Um <laughs> I, I, the the build up to this is so is really good because there's uh Along with the score and like his 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 acting, you feel like a sense of danger is coming. Oh, definitely. Right, and, and it's you can time. Yeah, there's no one on the side there's of the road. There's a tunnel. There's a dark tunnel, yeah. and he's scared to enter it because it's it's Toontown. How bad could it be? And so he's driving through, and he's just like, "Oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, here we go!" And then the door is open, and it's a complete change. It's a, it's a complete mood change. Yeah, and it's not this big scary thing. No. It's uh singing trees and plants and animals yeah. and they're all doing like a one of the old timey merry mm-hmm. melodies. Yes. It's very happy, very sunny. <laughs> uh the hummingbirds fly up to Eddie's car. Hi Eddie. Bye Eddie. Yeah. They know him. <laughs> it's just friendly and sunshiny and bright. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and it's then Toontown. It's Toontown. Yeah, exactly what you expect. Um, <laughs> and then that's ended by a car crash. He crashes, yeah. and there's like a big pileup, and well, then you get to see 
like this view of Toontown's like even the buildings are have eyes and noses and mouths. Yeah, and they don't seem to be in great shape actually. No. Once he gets to the the city center of Toontown, mm-hmm. um, things yeah things aren't great. Yeah, it's uh the cartoon version of a a uh, city without resources, I guess. Uh, and so. He gets out the car and he he sees Jessica in the window. He, he looks up and he sees the so, Jessica Rabbit silhouette. Yes. Um, and so he goes to chase it. Yeah. Um, because it's Toontown, I feel like there's a gag after gag after gag. Yeah. So do you know the name of that cartoon character, the dog that's like uh, real like droopy? No. I feel okay. But yeah, um, that dog comes. That dog comes and he steps into the elevator, but of course the elevator is like a foot below him so when he goes to step in he just drops in <laughs> and then gets told to watch his step after he's already fallen mm-hmm. and the elevator goes straight up but it goes up really quickly so he gets like flattened and then when it stops he gets shot up yeah um and so yeah all right so now he's at the door he sees jessica's uh figure he opens the door like gotcha but it's not her yeah it's <laughs> It's like the, the crazy older woman, yeah, uh, desperate for a man's attention, for chasing man, after yeah. him now. A man. That's exactly what she yeah. says. Yeah, and um, runs at him lips first. Yeah, Eddie runs out, but then looks down and realizes <laughs> he left the building. Yes, it's the cartoon thing where he starts falling, but then grabs his hat. Yes, <laughs> and as he's falling, we see. Um, Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. parachuting. They've both got parachutes. They're just falling next to Eddie Valiant. Yeah. Eddie says, hey, any of you guys got a spare? Mm-hmm. Mickey says, Bugs has one, but I don't think you want it. He's like, no, give it to me. He was like, I'm not sure. He was like, give it to me. He's like, okay. And gives it to him. Then mm-hmm. Mickey and Bugs leave. Yeah. Mickey's like, I don't know if, if that was mean. That was kind of mean. Bugs says, yeah, I'm a real stinker. Yeah. Because it wasn't a spare parachute. It was mm-hmm. a spare tire. Yes. <laughs> got him got him so eddie falls to the ground oh man you see how similar like some of these cartoon characters are like with the daffy and donald scene like how well they play with each other and like the mickey and yeah, i mean scene. mickey's a lot more wholesome than bugs yeah who's, like this trickster character yeah mickey but would never do half it's things. interesting to see them play off each other yes um i'm i'm partial to the warner brothers looney tunes yeah. characters I know. Personally, uh, I don't know. Mickey Mouse is kind of boring. Little Boy Scout. Little Boy Mouse. Scout. He's the Little... Superman of Disney. Yeah. Well, I guess Superman's the Superman of Disney now. Oh, no. Never mind. No, no. Superman's You're DC. Right. You're right. Uh, they'll probably own Superman at some point, at though. At some point. <laughs> um, so Eddie, Eddie finally gets. Uh, he corners Jessica. Finally gets Jessica Rabbit in the, in an alley. And it looks like Jessica is about to shoot him. Like she has the up on him. Mm-hmm. But uh, we cut to a, a gun coming out of the shadows. Same gun that killed Maroon. Yeah. And she shoots it out of the person's hand. Yeah. And she saves uh, Valiant. And then we see Dr. Doom running away in a very wacky, high knee, arms flailing <laughs> kind of way. You could <laughs> like, say cartoony. Very cartoony. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Jessica reveals, hey, 
it was Doom that killed Marvin. Yeah. And Maroon. Yes. And he was going to kill you. And he's going to kill you. And I saved and, uh, you. Marvin Acme gave gave her his will. Yeah. I, I had Marvin Acme's will. Mm-hmm. But look, it's blank. Yeah. And... So one step closer, one step forward, two steps backwards, yes. I guess. And so somehow they start talking about Roger again. And she's just like... Yeah, I hit him over the head with a pot and stuck him in the trunk of my car so he wouldn't get hurt. And he's like, "Yeah, that totally makes sense." <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I like the I like the ongoing thing of his Jessica Rabbit actually trying to help them or not. Yeah. Um, they're then kidnapped by Judge Doom and the Weasels. Yeah. So so now they're in the villains' clutches. Yes. Yes. And they we are. return to the scene of the crime, the Acme mm-hmm. Factory. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where we get Judge Doom's uh speech. Yeah, we get we the villain speech. Here it is. He's got uh Roger and Jessica up on a crane. Actually, he just has Valiant oh, and okay. Jessica at this point. Right, and he says, "Listen, I found out the city was going to build this freeway, mm-hmm. and this is uh I hatched this plan. I'm going to profit from it. Mm-hmm. I'm the only stockholder of Cloverleaf, so I bought the streetcar system. I'm going to shut it down." I'm going to use this machine loaded with a dip mm-hmm. and destroy Toontown. And then I'll be able to sell all the land to roadside businesses. Yeah. Roadside businesses. Yeah. So it's the the classic. I guess the, the in this, the plot is a little reminiscent of like a kid's thing where it's like, I feel like in all kids, a lot of kids movies, it's like the, the evil plot ends up being like business development. Yeah. Something like adult <laughs> it's always de- and developers. really boring. <laughs> Right? <laughs> You're going to take away the tunes for an eight-lane freeway. So yeah. people can get on and off and on and off and on and off. Yeah. It's the uh, it's a conflict between, like, goodness and humor versus uh, going to work and being serious, putting on a suit and tie. Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, then Roger tries to save Jessica. Yeah, he comes in with a gun, toting. <laughs> All brave. This is a new Roger we haven't seen. And he's been doing it very well. But uh, he's being led yeah. to a spot, pretty much a, a nex, um, <laughs> where there are a ton of bricks above, above him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, th- this movie does this all the time where it says something and then it happens. So he says something about like a ton of bricks dropping on, on his head and then a ton of dr- bricks dropping yeah. on his head. And this is where Doom now has Roger and Jessica up on this hook, yeah. on a crane, mm-hmm. up against this brick wall, mm-hmm. and there's a machine hooked up to the dip. Yeah. And, like, a fire hose type of thing. Mm-hmm. I like the, uh, it's real stakes, because the, like, the hose, when the hose reaches them, they'll ostensibly, like, vanish or be disappear, be erased. Yeah. Uh, so, and it's always like inching towards them and as they're, they're hanging up there for pretty much the rest of the movie. Yeah. That thing, that gag keeps happening where it's like getting close to them and then going away and then getting really close mm-hmm. to them and then going away. Yeah. But you you feel the stakes and it's always there in the background. I mean, now it's time for, for Eddie and Doom to have their face off. But Yeah. And, uh, so, um, Doom 
reveals in this moment that if the weasels keep laughing, that they're going to end up dead. And that's where Valiant gets the idea to make them laugh. It's like so a good. ding! So good. Um, so he launches into this uh, like vaudevillian act. Yeah. Uh, complete with like limericks in between mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> stunts. Yeah. He's making it up as he goes along. It's great because earlier we seen that, you know, he grew up uh, as a clown. So mm-hmm. now he's clowning again. Yeah. He's not drunk anymore and he's clowning. Yep. He's like doing flips and he's hurting himself for yeah. for humor. Yeah. And the weasels are laughing. And as they laugh, the classic cartoon trope of the angels with the harps and the halos yeah. escaping from the bodies being lifted up towards the heavens. Mm-hmm. We get the one guy who's like, the one weasel tries to like hold on to his angel and pull yeah. it back into him. But no, it's too late. No, they're all dying of laughter. Mm-hmm. And Roger's like <laughs> yelling, hey, you're you're doing it. You're killing it. You're slaying the audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, the weasels are dead. Uh, but there's that one weasel, the crazy weasel. You call him crazy. Um, he His ghost comes back and like pulls the lever on his way yeah. out and turns back on the dip. So, uh, but Eddie, Eddie kicks him into the vat. Yeah. That was, that was the leader. Yeah. Because the leader wouldn't die of laughter. He had to come up with a different way and the way to kill the cartoon character. Yeah. Other ways with that, with, with the balls, dip. it was the balls, um, kick him in the nose. Nose doesn't rhyme with wall. No, but, Balls does. No, no, he says no, but this does. And then he kicks him in the balls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And now it's the the big confrontation between Judge Doom and Eddie. Yeah. Uh, Doom's, it's revealed Doom's cane is a sword. Yes. Because of course it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eddie finds a a box with a sword in it, but it's a a singing sword. Yeah, singing like Frank Trinatra. It's just like this very handsome sword. That's just singing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's no good. Mm -hmm. So Eddie grabs the next thing he can find. It's one of those giant U-shaped magnets. Yeah. Cartoon magnets. Uh, The idea being, I'll get the the sword from Doom. But uh, Doom comes closer and closer and closer. Yeah, it gets everything. So he turns it around, but ends up hooking himself in the middle of the giant magnet. So it attaches itself to a... A, uh, a barrel. A barrel. So now Eddie kind of, he trapped himself. He trapped himself. So Doom approaches, like, now I've got you. Yeah. But, remember the black hole from before? Yeah. <laughs> Everything's coming back now. It comes back. Eddie's able to use the black hole to uh, cause a break in the magnet so he can slip through. Mm-hmm. Then, in uh, the nick of time, too, because that giant roller was just right at his feet. Yeah, the steamroller. Yeah. Um, so he's able to steamroll Judge Doom instead. Mm-hmm. But you would think being flattened by a steamroller would kill a man, and it would. Yeah. But it wouldn't kill a tune, would exactly. it? Exactly. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. He, like, comes back. He stands up as, like, this. He's all flat. Yeah, flattened. <laughs> and it's kind of like claymation. I f- mm. feel like this is, like. Yeah, like claymation animation almost. Mm. And then he uses like um like helium, like a helium like a air tank to like 
puff himself back up mm-hmm. and then his fake eyes fall out <laughs> yeah the eyeballs fall and you see that shot is like from behind you just see the eyeballs fall it's like what is happening yeah and then you see the front you see his cartoon eyes come out yeah and his, his big red eyes and his high-pitched and voice, the voice and, and the voice guess what i kill i'm the tune that killed your brother yeah remember eddie when i killed your brother i talked just like this <laughs> <laughs> Uh, truly terrified me as a kid. Yeah. And a little bit now. <laughs> as an adult. Uh, yeah, it's it's very same cartoon that killed Teddy Valiant, Eddie yeah. Valiant's brother. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie gets the, the boxing glove mallet. Yeah, this uh, this this tune's a killing tune. It's a killing machine. Oh, yeah, the, eyes, the eyes pop out at one point as daggers. Yeah. Like literal daggers. Yeah, when he takes <laughs> his gloves off and it becomes like an a, a, a anvil. Yeah. An anvil. And then it also becomes like a, one of those like chains, not chainsaws, but like the spinning wheel. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he's going to slice Eddie up. Um, but Eddie gets that mallet from the beginning, right yeah. in time. Mm-hmm. Whacks him, punches him into the uh, vat of dip. Yeah. No, actually. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. That's what oh, happens. No, the, the mallet, he punches the machine that's got all the dip and yeah. empties the dip onto the floor. Yeah. Where Judge Doom is standing. Yeah. And then melts. Yeah. Like the Wicked Witch of yes. the West. And because he, uh, because the the dip is leaking out from the back, the dip that's spraying towards Jessica and Roger slowly starts to fade as it approaches them. Yeah, Just right in time. time. Yeah, right in time. Uh, so yeah, Judge Doom is melted. Yeah, He's, what's left of him is like a rubber mask. Yeah, rubber and, skin and, the, and the, the the outfit he was wearing. Yeah. Um, and then the machine crashes through the wall yeah. to Toontown, mm-hmm. and right away, just a cartoon train just comes right by and just destroys yeah. the machine. Takes it out. And all the tunes run in. All the tunes run in. Yeah. Every single cartoon character that they licensed for this movie mm-hmm. com- enters the frame. Sylvester, Tweety, um, everyone. Everyone, yeah. Dumbo's back. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pinocchio has a line. Yeah, Pinocchio's there. <laughs> um, they all see Doom's remains. Mm-hmm. Um, then they see Eddie's shirt. He looks down. Yeah. And the ink is there. Yeah. So, what's up with that? Actually, it's Acme disappearing and reappearing ink. Yeah. <laughs> so... They pull out the will. Yeah. Which has, well, it's just Roger's love letter on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but. Let me count the ways I love you. Yeah. One, one thousand, two, one thousand, <laughs> three, one thousand. Yeah, as he's rereading that, the, the text of the will reappears. Yeah. Which leaves Toontown to, to the, the tunes. Yeah. Which is great news. Yeah. Um. The the police come in, they, they see what happens, they're mm-hmm. caught up on the whole mystery that's been solved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, Roger shakes his hand. And shocks him. Shocks Eddie, who's who's now, like, kind of transfers back to old Eddie. Yeah. Where he's, like, not having any of, of yeah. it, he doesn't have the patience, and mm-hmm. Roger's like, what, did you lose your sense of humor again already? Yeah. So Eddie, uh, he, d- he didn't. 
No. Because he uh, returns the handshake with a big, fat, kiss. wet kiss on the yeah. lips. Like a, like Bugs Bunny kissing his nemesis. Nemeses. Elmer Fudd? Yeah. Or anyone, right? Yeah, I feel like whoever the, the nemesis of that yeah. short is, at some point, Bugs will either, you know, yeah. uh, have a go into drag to try yeah. to seduce them, throw them off guard, and then plant a big kiss on them right when they realize it yeah. was Bugs Bunny. <laughs> this is their second time kissing, too. In fact, the only people that kiss in this movie are Eddie and Roger. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, they walk off hand in hand. Um, Dolores is there now. Everyone is there. And yeah. uh, Eddie solved the case. Yeah. He avenged his brother's death. Yeah. And he regained his sense of humor. Yeah. And as we saw in the scene where he dumped out the alcohol, he cured his alcoholism. Yeah. He's never going to drink again. What a hero. The hero of Toontown. Yeah, and Eddie, Dolores, Roger, Jessica, and all the other tunes yeah. walk into Toontown. Yeah. And uh, Porky Pig says, that's all, folks, and then says, I like how that sounds. And then he turns to Cameron and says, that's all, folks. Yeah. And then Tinkerbell, uh, Tinkerbell uh, cuts, uh, like, waves her wand and makes the screen cut to black. Yeah. <laughs> Credits roll. Credits roll. And that is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes. You have any more thoughts? Roger Rabbit? Any loose loose notes? Any loose notes? No. I mean, I love this thing. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love <laughs> it. Love it. Uh, I told someone at work that this was my favorite movie, and now they make fun of me. But I don't care. They make fun of you for They that? make fun of me for liking this movie. What, what is that person's favorite? I don't know. Some movie called White Heat or something like that. It's like something really old. Like, oh. this person's, like, way older than me, so. Okay. He just thinks it's cartoons. He doesn't see the, the depths of this movie. Mm. So he makes fun of me. But he makes fun of everyone. Like, that's his thing. So, like, okay. I don't even take it, like, like he's, like, singling me out for, like, Roger Rabbit. It's like, I think whatever, this is man. a nice favorite. Yeah, it's a nice favorite. It's a good one. It's, like, yeah. top five. Did and doesn't, doesn't age. No. I mean, it, it helps that it... I think part of that is that it was made in the 80s, but set in like a 40s-ish. Yeah. I feel like anytime, I don't know, I feel like period movies don't age the same way because they're not set in the time that they were shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it's not as dated because it was already like a nostalgic look. Yeah. Like um, this was actually shot. Well, I guess it couldn't even have been attempted in like the 40s. I'm surprised they pulled it off in the 80s because... They just literally had to shoot all the human stuff and then send it over to cartoonists. Yeah. And somehow it's not... Uh, yeah, at all, like... It's not clunky. looking. Yeah. yeah. No, they 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 did it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a incredible achievement. Yeah, really is. And just a funny, uh, fun movie. Yeah. Engrossing mystery. Yeah. Gags galore. Yeah. We already know your answer. Yeah, I guess you do. I guess yeah, I, you, like, we, we, you I, said we it's your favorite this film. one. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you announced that this, I forget what episode that was, but we like answered a question, what was our favorite movie, what was our favorite film? Mm -hmm. And the first thing you said was, Roger Rabbit is my favorite. And I thought you were going to say movie, but then you said film, film and yeah. I was surprised. Um, because I think it's a movie. You think it's a movie? Yeah. 
It's okay. Um, I see how you think it's a film, and it comes down to, I mean, this whole podcast, is it a movie or a film? Right. And then, I guess we, you and I are still uh, evaluating them differently. Yeah. Uh, you go off of nuance. Yeah. And it's definitely nuanced, mm-hmm. especially for a cartoon. Yes. <laughs> but I go off of depth, and I I don't think it's... I don't think it's it's doing it's filling my criteria for okay. a film. Yeah. All right. Okay. So it's a movie for me. It's a movie. Yeah. Okay. I kind of want to ask you like what to. um <laughs> what would make this a film like 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 what's the what's the the thing that okay it's... so like what I get it that the tunes are being exploited what what is that supposed to say though are they who are they in our world? Like what, what, what can I take from this to then how, how do I think about my world differently based off the world presented in this movie? Right. Okay. Um, and it's like playing off of those. I haven't seen a lot of like old school noirs, but I'm, I guess like how, when I watch, uh, they came together and I'm like, yeah, that's a rom-com trope. Yeah. Even though I haven't seen the original, I get that. You know, Toontown, Chinatown, it's yeah. a similar thing. And it's always like this, this, they try this one case, but it goes deeper than that. And there's mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Um, but the, you know, the whole plot with the, it's, it's kind of just a, the, the, the capitalist, the, uh, um, bad guy, antagonist, uh-huh. like plot. Yeah. It points to maybe some deeper ideas, but it, they're not actually explored. They don't explored, really like, touch it. Which is why I'd say the nuance is there for you to see as a film right. with, without the depth there for me to see it as a film. Okay. But I like that we're getting closer to a mutual understanding of each other's uh, yeah ideas of movies versus films, mm-hmm. which... I will repeat as many times in as many episodes. It's such a dumb distinction, and it's a stupid idea for a podcast. And thank you for listening. Thank to you it. for listening to us talk about this. The whole point of this podcast is for us to just talk about movies and films and just yeah. talk. Just talk. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's so, what we did. That's what we did. And we're we're very grateful for and, you for listening to it. Yes. Um. Let us know what you think, if it's a movie or a film, or if that even matters. Mm-hmm. Or tell us what your favorite gag is in in Roger Rabbit, or yeah. what your favorite uh, cartoon live-action hybrid. We almost mm-hmm. watched Space Jam, but you shut it down. I did. Uh, I did. Roger Rabbit's way better than Space way Jam. Way better. Space Jam is definitely for children. Right. Um, and done years later and not as successfully. I mean, first of all, they didn't have a professional actor in the center of it. They nope. had Michael Jordan. Had Michael fucking Jordan. Um. But also, even the like the animation is way clunkier, mm-hmm. and that's mostly like a real person in a cartoon background, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And this is the other way around, which is way more difficult to achieve, and yeah. they pull it off way better. Yeah, you could just put a person on green screen, and then bam. Yeah, they probably had like balls and balls on strings and stuff for him and everything. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um. So yeah, let us know what your favorite use of. That device is... Have I, you seen the Brad Pitt one? The Brad Pitt... Oh, the, like, really adult one. 
Yeah. No, but I've seen pieces of it. Yeah. And I, I was told I should watch it because I like Roger Rabbit. I was looking up the to download the trailer for mm-hmm. Roger Rabbit for this podcast, and like the next recommended video was the trailer for the Brad Pitt one. I didn't know that movie existed. I was like, is that Brad Pitt? Yeah. Doing Ra- a Roger Rabbit type yeah, of thing? Yeah, it's like early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess it would be like the, the closest thing to Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Maybe. More adult. It has like a very sexy cartoon character in it. There uh, was that uh, Melissa McCarthy movie with, it wasn't animated. It wasn't a so puppets? drawn animation. It was oh. puppets. Yeah. Uh, that looked like a Roger Rabbit thing where yeah. it was like. Yeah. Because it's a but detective. It, that looked pretty and, bad. Yeah. Um, I wanted to see this. I'm glad I remember this. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about this really quickly. Um, a little, a little, uh, a little fact that back in the day, Bob Hoskins was once uh, sought to play Wolverine in an mm. X-Men movie, which uh, when I first heard that news, I was kind of like, huh, really? And then I thought about it and I was just like, no, that actually would have been really cool. It would have um, been more like the comics where Wolverine yes, it would have like been small, more, yeah, small, like stocky, portly, yeah. hairy guy. And then you can see in that scene with uh, him and Jessica when he gets caught with his pants down, you can <laughs> see like his body, and I'm like, yeah, that's Wolverine right there. It, it probably would have been like a more cartoony version of X Men, also. Yeah, I mean, because it probably would have been like 80s or like 90s, so it would have been a little more campier. Yeah, and like that. Like the movies, like the superhero movies from back then were like campier. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like camp. Mm-hmm. I would have liked it. Also, they wanted like Angela Bassett for Storm, which oh, like cool. everybody wants Angela Bassett for Storm. It's not going to happen anymore. No. But it would have been great to have Angela Bassett as mm-hmm. Storm and Bob Hoskins as Wolverine. Well, Disney will probably do an X-Men movie in the next 10 years. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping that they don't destroy it like Fox did. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at moviefilmpod. Email us moviefilmpod at gmail.com. Once again, we'd love to hear from you. And we'll be back next week on Friday with a brand new episode of Movie Movie Film. Film. All right. Yeah. All right. I mean, let's go cook some eggs and bacon. It's early, guys.